Parshas Ekev. Brachas for gratitude. What does Hashem want from me? That's a question that everyone should ask themselves at one time or another, and probably very frequently, because the answer to that question is everything. If we want to accomplish things in this world, it's a question that should concern us all the time. In this week's Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Am Yisrael, and he says to them as follows, And now Yisrael, what is Hashem asking from you? Ooh, jackpot. That's our question. And we can hear an answer now from Moshe, our teacher, who is speaking the word of Hashem. You know what he wants from you? Ki'im. Only. The yira es Hashem elokecha. To fear Hashem your God. Lalechet bechol drochav. And to walk in all of his ways. Ul ahava oto. And to love him. Lavod et Hashem elokecha bechol levavicha. And to serve Hashem your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And to keep all the mitzvot of Hashem and to keep all of his laws. Now there's a lot in that pasuk. He's asking a whole lot of things from you. It seems like he's asking for everything. It's a load of work. A program for a lifetime. And so... If you want to get started, it seems you have to gird up your loins and start learning Shaz. Learning the whole Talmud will certainly bring you closer to all of the ideals enumerated in that Pasuk. Only that it will take some heavy lifting to achieve that. And Shaz is not enough. You'll have to learn Mezilus Yishorim and Shad Chuva and the Chayvus Halavavus. Others have fought him as well. And you'll have to learn them cover to cover and do it many times. It will take some heavy lifting to achieve such a comprehensive program. Nobody said greatness comes easy. It entails many difficulties and a great deal of self-denial. Now, I'm not saying that learning Shas and Musr is the only way. It could be there are other ways as well. But whatever it is, there's no question that any path that you take will require heroism and heavy labor. To achieve all those qualities of perfection is not going to be easy. You have to prepare yourself for a long career of hard work. And so, when we study that Pasuk, even superficially, we should be quite surprised by how Moshe Rabbeinu introduces us to all of these great ideals. Ma! Ki'im! What is this that he's asking of you already? Only this. Ki'im means only this. And that's all. Only this. That's hard to understand because we see that what Hashem wants of you is everything. But if that's what Hashem is saying, that's the Peshuto Shel Mikra after all. So we'll have to admit that there must be some simpler way of accomplishing these great ideals. There must be an easier path for us to climb this mountain of greatness. Because if it was difficult... If from every angle there was no easy access to the top, it wouldn't make sense for the Torah to use such words. What is he asking from you already? In Mesech Menachas, on Da 43b, Rabbi Meir quotes our Pasuk. What does Hashem Elokecha require of you? And he says as follows. Don't read the word, Ma, what does he want of you? But Me'ah, 
He wants Maya. He wants a hundred. Instead of Mem Hey, we stick an Aleph in between. And now it reads Maya. A hundred. A hundred what? So Rabbi Meir goes on to say, Chayav Adam Levarech Maya Brachas Becholyom. Everyone is obligated to make 100 brachas every day. Rabbi Meir used the sharp and witty style of the sages, and he put a play on words. You want to know the way. That easy way to come close to Hashem. Instead of saying ma, which means easy, say meya, 100 brachas. Now it's important to realize that all the drashas of Chazal are inherent in the plain meaning. It's not merely a memory aid. It's actually included in the Peshat of the Pasuk. And so we must understand that this verse, Ma Hashem Mach, includes the duty of saying 100 brachas. But not only the duty. It is the key. You want to fulfill what Hashem wants from you? You want to come to Yiras Hashem? You want to love Hashem and walk in His ways? And all of those great subjects in the Pasuk, so our sages are telling us that the easy way, the way of ma, is by means of mea. Chayav adam levarech, mea brochas bechol yom. A hundred times a day, you have to thank Hashem. That's the easy way to come to all of those great perfections enumerated in the Pasuk. So you'll say, I'm exaggerating. Mea brochas is the key to perfection. Making brochas. That's the ABCs. It's kindergarten talk. We're talking now about big subjects. Great principles of perfection. And you're saying brachas. But that's what the Rebbe Mi'id is telling us here. The Hakdama, the preface to Yira, and the Ahava, and all the good things in that Pasuk, is to make a hundred brachas every day. Now don't go and tell me a catalog of the brachas. Some think it's a matter of counting. Here's how they work it. There's 19 brachas in the Shemona Esrei, you say three times a day. So that's 57 brachas. And you hear Chazor Sashas twice a day. It's 38 more. And before you even said the Shemona Esrei in Shachris, there's 30 brachas already. Mishnabura. And now you exceeded the limit. And all that time you didn't even thank Hashem once. No. Forget about the technicalities. Of course, if a man makes a hundred brachas a day, no matter how he makes them, we accept him. There are people who don't make any brachas. And so we're happy with this man who is fulfilling the technicalities. But is that man fulfilling his destiny in life, which is to fear and love Hashem? Mea brachas means 100 heartfelt expressions of thanks. Now, if you're going to hark back to your concept of what a bracha is, then the whole talk will be in vain. A bracha is not just Baruch Atah Hashem. You mumble some words and finished. Even if you're not mumbling. Let's say you're saying the words slowly with Pedro Shamilus. Even that is not the bracha that we're talking about here. In order to get the benefit of this idea, you must act like you never heard of the term brachas before. You just became Gadim now. And for the first time in your life, you're hearing there's such a thing as a bracha. Why do we say brachas? I'll tell you a secret now. Something I heard from my Rebbe in Slobodka. He was telling us what the Kuzari says. A remarkable statement explaining one of the reasons for our brachas. Yosif lo arevut al arevut. Shivarech tamid. 
It adds pleasure on pleasure when one says blessings. Do you hear that? Eating an apple is a pleasure, certainly. But what type of pleasure is it if you don't concentrate on enjoying it? Sometimes you'll just gobble it down and you'll only remember you were eating an apple when you get to the core. And now you need to find a trash can. So the Kwasari says that one of the reasons for our brachas is to enhance our pleasure. Before you eat the apple, you stop. You feel gratitude for it. Ah, now you can dig in and enjoy it. But my Rebbe, Zichron Levracha, when he taught us that, he argued on the Kuzari. He said, it's not one of the reasons for making brachas. He said, it is the reason. It's the most important one. Because that's how you'll become a person who lives a life of gratitude to Hashem. You'll walk around in your home on the street, everywhere, feeling grateful to Hashem for everything that He's giving to you. Grateful. That's a secret to many people. Last week, I was walking on King's Highway with a young man, a yeshiva man, and he asked me, what should I be grateful to Hashem for? I took a look at him. He wasn't wearing crutches. He didn't have braces on his feet. He didn't have a brace to hold up his neck. He seemed to have a full set of teeth. At least they didn't look like false teeth. He looked to be quite well nourished as well. And he didn't seem to have slept the night on the park bench either. And he was clothed. It wasn't too shabby. And this yeshiva man asked me, For what should I be grateful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for? He was serious. He was asking with sincerity. It's the same as a little girl, a girl of 16, who refuses to wash the dishes. What am I getting out of you, she says to her parents. The nice ones don't say it, but they think it. She refuses to even pick up her own stockings in the morning when she runs off. She never brings the garbage out. She doesn't do a thing in the house. She only has one complaint against her parents. What are you doing for me? That means, besides giving me free lodging, no rent is charged for the bed that she sleeps in. And besides giving me three meals a day and clothing, what else are you doing for me? Besides for paying for her doctor bills, besides paying for her dental care, besides for paying for her base Yaakov tuition. When she washes her face, when she puts on the light in her room, she's using her father's hard-earned money. And besides all that, later when she decides to do a very big mitzvah and choose a kolel man, so she'll confer upon her poor father the privilege of supporting him and her for the next five years. And she thinks that she's doing a big mitzvah. I took a kolel man. Now on whose shoulders? On her old father's shoulders. It's a great ideal and a tremendous mitzvah, but it's her father's doing. And still, she's thinking, what am I getting from you? So you'll shake your head. Tsk tsk. When you hear about this inconsiderate girl, but actually, she's just a muscle for all of us. Most people in this world, I'm talking even about the good ones, they think HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not giving them anything. What am I getting from you, Hashem? That's what they're thinking. Now, they won't tell you that. Some self-esteem they have. But you can be sure that's exactly what they're thinking. What is Hashem doing for me? And I'm afraid that most of us here tonight, even though we're polite enough not to say it, but in our heart, that's what we're thinking. And that's what a hundred brachas a day are for. A hundred brachas means that 100 times every day, you have to make yourself aware of the gifts that you're enjoying all the time. Because what is a bracha? 
It's an expression of gratitude. Otherwise, it's not a bracha. It's just words. Of course, you fulfill your obligation. Al pi halacha. You won't make a second one. But that's not what the Torah meant. And if that's the case, then we have a lot to talk about. Because our job now is to discover all of these gifts that Hashem is giving to us. Don't think you can just get up now and go home. Don't think you know all about it. It's only the beginning of the talk. And it needs an explanation. So hang around yet. Because there is a great treasure that we have to uncover. Now I have to warn you. It will be fun practicing up. Seeing the kindliness of Hashem in our lives. But it's going to take work. Good things don't come that easy. But we'll do it together. We'll have a a club, a walking club, and we'll walk through life together. Imagine we have an appointment, all of us here, to meet tomorrow morning on the corner of Avenue R and Ocean Parkway. Six o'clock in the morning, that's the best time of day. We'll begin our walk, and we'll walk together on the avenue, and we'll study the happiness of life. Now, before we meet up, you're going to have to wake up and get out of bed, because it won't be much of a walk if you don't wake up. You know that some people didn't wake up this morning. Not everybody is so lucky. And so as soon as you open your eyes, you should remember that and give thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he allowed you to get up in the morning. I thank you, Hashem, for waking me up this morning. It's actually fun to get up in the morning, only that nobody thinks about it. It's something that you should practice enjoying. Do you ever go to a shiva house and you have nothing to talk about? You come in, and you walk out. It's something. It's still a mitzvah. But there's something more you can accomplish even on the way out. What's the first thing to think when you walk out? Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. Do you hear that Chiddush? When you're Menachem Avil, the first thing to think about when you walk out, as you're going down the steps to the street, Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. Even better. Say it. Now, if you're working on this Mea Brachas program for greatness, so you don't wait for the Shiva house, that's how you wake up every morning. Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. You just discovered the happy news that you woke up again. You have to be grateful for that. So you're alive now. And you go to the bathroom. Ah, the pleasure of urinating. Don't say it's just nature. A lot of people don't have such natures. They have very much difficulty. But for you it goes smoothly. And you should enjoy the moment. You can take my word for it. If you put your mind to it, it's a tremendous happiness. The Gemara and Bracha says that going to the bathroom is a taste of Oilam Haba. It's such a pleasure. Don't be afraid to enjoy it. Don't be ashamed to enjoy what Hashem is giving to you. That's the purpose of all of these functions. I know a very wealthy man who cannot urinate. He has no kidneys anymore. If he could walk into a bathroom and perform like any ordinary person, he'd be delirious with happiness. He told me he remembers the good old days when he could urinate normally. Oh, what a happiness it was when he walked into the bathroom. If he would come up here and teach us how to say Asher Yatsar, that would be a lesson. You come out and mumma that's how you say thank you? If you're happy, you don't just say Asher Yatsar. You sing it. Of course, if you didn't study it, if you don't think about it, there's nothing to sing about. 
and mumbling a bracha is better than nothing. You're at least a frum Jew if you mumble the bracha. But it's a pity. You're losing the great opportunity of achieving all the perfection that mea brachas can bring to a person. Now, I skipped a lot of steps here because you didn't urinate in your bed. Most of you didn't wet the bed in the morning. You walked to the toilet. Ah, walking is a tainug. If you'll think for a moment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you the blessing that you're able to move your feet, you can move your thighs. They swing effortlessly in the socket. You can move your knees. They move so perfectly in their sockets. You can move your ankles in their sockets. And your toes too, you can move each one in its own socket. And all these sockets are functioning at one time perfectly. Not to mention the coordination of the muscles. Every muscle that's extended has another muscle that's pulling in the opposite direction. You should know, you are a trapeze artist when you're walking. You balance yourself and you move with perfect ease and facility. So as you walk, you should be enjoying those gifts. Baruch, Atah, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for this pleasure of being able to walk normally. There are a lot of people who can't. There are some people who cannot function because of their toes. Everything else is perfect. But if their toes are fused and they won't move in the socket properly, then they have misery and very great suffering. If the ankle is fused, it won't move. Even if the knee is a tiny little bit inactivated, it can be excruciating pain to move it. So suppose you were successfully and gracefully able to walk out of your home and now we meet up on Ocean Parkway for our walking club. We are already delirious with happiness, but now we are going to discover some more pleasures. The sun is coming up now and we see a beautiful blue sky. Don't miss that opportunity. Why is the sky blue? Isn't that such... A klutz kasha. Why is the sky such a beautiful sapphire blue? So you have Chachamim who come along and they say, they read this in a science book once, that as the sunlight reaches the Earth's atmosphere, it's scattered in different directions because of the gases and particles in the air. And for a certain reason, the blue light scatters more than the other colors. Very good. But that's not the reason why it's blue. It's describing how Hashem makes it blue. But it's not the reason. I'll tell you a secret. It's good that you came here tonight. Hashem made the sky blue so that you would enjoy it. The color blue is soft and sweet on the eyes. And you're expected to enjoy that. Isn't that a good thing to practice? See if you can do it tomorrow morning. Go out onto the street tomorrow. Look up at the blue sky and say, the sky is a beautiful blue. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that way because he wants me to enjoy it. Me! That's the purpose. And I'm not going to let it go to waste. Now don't be a spoil sport and say, well, there are lots of other people in this world besides me. Am I going to say that he made the sky blue because of me? And the answer is, yes. That's what the Gemara says in Brachas. Orach tov mahu omer. What does a good guest say? A good guest, when he walks into a house and sees a table that's spread with all good things, what does a good guest say? He says like this. Kol ma lo tarach 
Allah bishvili. Whatever the host labored to do, he did it only for me. So as the good guest walks in and he sees cucumbers, he sees egg salad, he sees chopped liver, he sees whiskey, he sees cake. About every item he sees, he says, the host put it there for me. Now it doesn't mean he should eat it all up himself. That's not the intent of that ma'amar. What it's telling you is that as you look at it, you're expected to squeeze all of the enjoyment you can from what you see and feel gratitude. You have to think, the host put it there for me to enjoy. That's how you walk through this world. That's the right attitude. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is painting a blue sky just for me to enjoy. Once you get that attitude, then you're looking at the universe with the true perspective. Now suppose, let's say, our club walks out, and this time, the sky is not blue. Instead, it's overcast with gray clouds. Ooh, that's a glorious opportunity. He who covers the sky with clouds. That's a different opportunity than the blue sky from yesterday. He's preparing rain for the earth. Tehillim. What does that mean? Who cares what he prepares? The fact that he prepares rain is so important. Yes. When he covers the skies with clouds. He's preparing rain for the world. For us. Gray skies are not only gray. Cloudy skies means... Yellow oranges, pink peaches with rosy cheeks, red apples, purple grapes. They all come from the rain. All good things come from rain. David Amelech looked up at the clouds and felt gratitude. And he said, don't make any mistake about it. He's covering the skies with clouds. And I thank him for that. And therefore, whether the sky is blue or gray, it's an opportunity for happiness. Now, there is no bracha that you make on the sky. But gratitude, you have to feel. You say, thank you, Hashem, for making me happy by means of your beautiful blue sky. We have to study the sky and say those words until it finally creates an impression that causes us joy. And if you'll work on this again and again, and finally, a sapphire, blue sky, actually makes you happy, then you know that you're getting there. Once you practice up on this attitude, you begin to enjoy everything. You open our eyes, and all around you see glorious things, beautiful things. There are beautiful gardens on Ocean Parkway. Some of our neighbors hire gardeners, and it costs them thousands of dollars a year merely to tend to their gardens. So as you pass by, you might think, well, he does it for himself, not for me. No, that's what a bad guest says. A bad guest says, whatever he did, he did for himself. He didn't do it for me. That's a twisted way of thinking. You know, I enjoy the gardens more than the householder who pays $1,000 to the gardener. I look at the flowers and I enjoy the beautiful colors to no end. In the springtime, I see them just coming out and I watch them growing every day. Beautiful red and yellow and purple and orange flowers are blooming all over. I stop for a minute to study them. It's a happiness. You can keep your thousand dollars in your pocket and enjoy other people's gardens. The whole Ocean Parkway, all the way down to Borough Park, is all gardens, all happiness. 
Look at them. Study them. It won't cost you a penny. He's breaking his back, pulling up weeds. And we pass by and we enjoy it to no end. The grass is beautiful. The colorful flowers are a pleasure to look at. Ah! 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 How nice it is. Put all these things in your head and in your heart and become happy by looking at them. And therefore, when we walk out into the world and we begin to see the things of the world, we must understand they are all for us. They're all for us. The fact that it's for someone else too, that doesn't detract. It's for you. And by means of these noble thoughts, you're training yourself to enjoy yourself in this world the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu intended. That's the royal road to greatness. Isn't that a fun road to perfection? Because while you're working on developing gratitude and attaining perfection, you are becoming happier and happier. You are becoming an ashir, a rich man without spending a penny. Ezehu Ashir, who is a rich man? It's up here, the Rav Zasal pointed at his head. This is where you find happiness. Your wealth is your mind, and your money remains in your pocket. Now once you get the hang of it, you'll see that it's not so hard to do. From your own mind, you'll be able to add on to the happiness of Mea Brachas, because you'll think, how do I see the sky and the gardens anyhow? You can't accomplish that feat without eyes. What would I do without my eyes? Ah, eyes. Ay, 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 eyes. Eyes are a happiness that most of the world is not enjoying. They're using it, yes. But enjoying it? A nechtagatok. And therefore, we have to practice up enjoying our eyes. Can we even describe the happiness of seeing? It's impossible to describe that pleasure. You see Life, you see movement, you see color, you see your family, you see the world. What a happiness it is. So as we're walking in our walking club tomorrow morning down Ocean Parkway, let's not forget at least one full block from corner to corner. You're looking and thinking, ah, I'm using these two cameras in my head and I'm enjoying it to no end. It takes a long time for these things to penetrate through our thick skulls. But if you want to know that it's so, all you have to do is wait until you encounter a man with a white stick tapping his way. Tap, 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 tap. Take a good look at him. HaKadosh Baruch saw that you're slow in understanding, so he sent someone to teach you a lesson. This poor fellow is waiting at the street corner, and someone has to take him by the arm and bring him across. Ay, 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 what a pity. What a tragedy. Think, what would he say if he suddenly could gain a pair of eyes like yours? How would he make a bracha? You think he'd mumble? That's how they say it in shul in the morning. Yeshiva boys also. The best of them. The best of them rattle it off. And they count it towards the hundred brachas. Technically, maybe it counts. Maybe it's a bracha. And you can count it. But that's not how to enjoy a gift. A man who appreciates his eyes. He says thank you like a man drinking the most precious champagne. Sipping every word. Baruch. Ah. Ah. Atah. Hashem. Every word is a diamond. The man tapping his way on the street.
would shell out $100,000 to the surgeon to regain his eyesight. He'd be eternally grateful to him. He'd call him up every year on the yard site of his operation. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it for you. For nothing. He's not sending you bills. He doesn't ask anything from you except that you should enjoy your eyes. Not just to make a bracha. That's not what he's asking. He wants that you should enjoy them. You should be so happy with your eyes that you feel like making a bracha. That's a big job already. Now our walking club is still walking down the street. Don't forget about that. We still have a lot of brachas to make. A lot of happiness to enjoy. So let's say you'd have coins in your pocket. So you could cause the pocket to shake as you walk. And when you hear the change in your pocket, it's reassuring. It's a happiness. Let's say you have a pocket full of quarters and you shake your pocket and the change is jingling in your pocket. It feels good. It sounds good. But suppose you have nothing in your pocket. You have no money to jingle. So click your teeth instead. Click, click, click. Teeth are better than money. In the olden days, not so long ago, when somebody grew old and he lost his teeth, he was finished with life. If he had a nice granddaughter, she used to take an apple with a knife and scrape off some mush and give it to the old Zadie. He couldn't eat, he couldn't chew, but a little mush he could slurp. But you young fellows, you're rich. Most of you have a mouthful of teeth. Ay, 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 teeth. What a happiness. If you're eating with your own teeth, then you're a lucky fellow. You already have everything. Even false teeth cost money. You have false teeth? Thank him. So whether you have false teeth or your own teeth, you have to study your teeth. You have to be rich in the knowledge of what you have growing from your gums. A mouth full of teeth is a happiness. Now let's imagine the day is almost over and the sun is going down. All good things have to come to an end and our walking club has to break up for the night. We have to go home. Our wives and children are waiting for us and so our laboratory work of enjoying the gifts of Hashem must end now. Tomorrow morning we can meet again. Oh no, it's not over yet. When you walk into the hallway in your home and put on the switch, you're suddenly bathed in light. Do you thank Hashem for electric lights? Electric light is a very good thing. I remember when I was a little boy, we didn't have electric lights, only gas lights. No electric lights. I remember that. The house didn't have electricity. And then electricity came. It's mamish like sunshine in the middle of the night. Do you ever thank Hashem for the electric lights? How can you live without thanking Him? The answer is, Every week, you thank him. Every Moitzei Shabbos, you say, You thank Hashem for artificial light. People don't know what that bracha is all about. They think it's just a ceremony. No. means you're thanking Hashem for artificial light. If you spend a little time thinking about how much you benefit from artificial light, you will love Hashem for that. I'm thanking you, Hashem, for all forms of artificial light, fire, incandescent, fluorescent, everything. But that's only the light switch. You know how much happiness a home is? A wife, children, four walls, a roof, plumbing, radiators, stairs, and banisters, and hot water, and light bulbs, and closets and windows. 
the pleasures are endless. Hashem gives us all good things in the home. But it's getting late. And now it's time to put on pajamas and climb into bed. Pajamas. We could talk about the happiness of clothing and pajamas all night. The buttons and the stitching around the buttons. It's an endless happiness. But it's too late for that now. And so the last detail of our happiness voyage for today will have to be sleep. You have to be grateful and thank Hashem for sleep. Every night you say it. Hamapil chevle shena al enai. You give me the ability to fall asleep. When you fall asleep, it's a miracle. And that miracle is a gift. You know some people can't sleep anymore, Khalila. An old man told me, Ich hub farloren dem shluf. I lost my sleep. He meant that he lost his ability to sleep. It's a pity on him to lose such a precious gift, like the sweetness of falling asleep. That's a tragedy. Sleep is more important than food. But you still have it. So you put your head down on the pillow. Most of you have pillows. You're not sleeping on the ground. You have a bed, don't you? So as you fall away into dreamland, you're still thanking Hashem. That's the last thought that you have as you drift off into the sweet sleep. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me my pillow and my mattress and for giving me the gift of sleep. I love you, Hashem. And in a few hours, we'll be getting up again to say Moide'ani again and to start loving Hashem all over again. Now, I understand that what we're saying here tonight if it was said to an ordinary congregation of B'nai Toida, so they would think it's a waste of time. I didn't come here to hear such things. It's too simple. Too many people, they think it's just talk. Well, if that's what they want, that's what it's going to remain. But I'm talking now to people who deserve credit because they came here for a purpose. People who are Mevakshe Hashem. They are seeking Hashem. And to such idealists, we can propose this plan of using the world to enjoy the Chesed Hashem and to be constantly thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the way for a Jew to live. Of course, at first, it's only artificial. But little by little, it grows on you. You can't do it all the time. So at least a hundred times a day, you should do it. The more you do it, the more successful you are. But a hundred times, that's the bare minimum. And that means a hundred times a day you have to stop and enjoy the world. And you enjoy it so much that you feel a sincere gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And not only will you be enjoying the world, but the most important thing is you'll be enjoying Hashem's world. That's very important. It's always Baruch, Atah Hashem. You, Hashem, are giving me this and this and that and that. My underwear is a gift from you. My fingers are from you. And my heart and my ears and the sidewalk and my shirt. And that's going to be the solution to the great problem of how can we gain all these things that Hashem is demanding of us. To fear Hashem and to walk in all of His ways and to love Him and to serve Him with all of your heart and with all of your soul and so on. Because it's a problem, a real problem. How do we come to all those forms of perfection? We are ordinary people living in an ordinary world. How can we achieve all these great levels of Avoidus Hashem? The answer is that Avoidus Hashem starts 
When a man understands what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for him, when he studies all the benefits that are being showered upon him every day, not only today, a man can say, even 70-year-old man, how fortunate I am that I was born. How many miscarriages take place in the world? And I made it. I am not a cripple. I'm not blind. I have so many limbs and so many organs. And everyone is functioning. And each one is a miracle of plan and purpose. And after a while, he begins to ask a big question. A very big question. What can I do to pay back to Hashem for all that he's doing for me? And that's what Rabbi Meir comes to teach us. That the key is hidden in the Pasuk itself. What does Hashem want of you? A hundred brachas. And from those hundred brachas, you will attain all of the components of the complete service that is pleasing to Hashem. Rabbi Meir tells us that by means of this easy way, or relatively easy way, of appreciating all of the good things that we are enjoying, that's the key to success. And you're going to see that this is not only the road to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but this road will also be the royal road to fulfillment and happiness in this life. After a while, you become happy with so many things that you actually are a happy man you will actually appreciate the gifts. And the happiness will last all your life. And not only all your life, but it will last you into Oilam Haba. If we'll enjoy this world 100 times a day, and if we express our gratitude to Hashem each time, that is the road, not only to happiness in this world, but to the perfection in Avoidus Hashem that brings you eternal happiness in the world to come. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Let's get practical. Growing in gratitude. Even the bare minimum of saying a hundred brachas, genuine brachas every day, seems almost out of reach when we're starting out. This week, ten times every day, I will Belineder say thank you to Hashem for something He is giving me every day. Ten separate gifts. Ten separate expressions of gratitude. Now once I get the hang of it, I'll add on to that total. Next week, I'll do it 15 times a day. The following week, 20. I'll keep adding until I'm in the habit of thanking Hashem all the time.